0: Party people welcome once again to the party of one podcast the actual play rpg podcast where the gaming table is always set for two i'm your host as always jeff stormer and this week i am joined by b zelda for a game of it's dangerous to go alone take this it's dangerous to go alone take this is a micro rpg by margaret Catter development in which one gm takes uh, one or two players through a wonderful fantasy adventure using only the items that they have in their bag at that very moment the premise is simply that an adventurer has washed up on the shore. There is a great threat that needs to be uh, dealt with. And the only items that they can find are those that a townsperson happens to have in their bag at any moment and can provide them. And they have to use these everyday items to save the world, stop the threat and achieve great thing. As you can imagine, this game is absolutely delightful. We had the most fun playing it, um, partially because I haven't looked in my backpack in months and it was very fun to realize what I had in there. And we had a ton of fun playing, and I really can't wait for you to hear it. Head to the show notes for more information about It's Dangerous to Go Alone, Take This. You might know B as a member of the Broadswords and all-women and non-binary tabletop RPG actual play podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network. You may also know them from about a million different podcasts and streams. Um, they're also just a dear friend of mine. They're one of those people that I love playing games with. Uh, so I was really excited to get to do this. This was great. Um, I've been wanting to have B on the show for a long time, and I was really happy that this was the game to do it. You can follow B on Twitter, at BZelda or check the show notes for links to all of the things that they are working on at any given moment. Before we dive in though, I have a bunch of stuff I wanna plug, so I'm gonna try and run through it as quickly as possible. First off, speaking of Margaret Catter development, they have a game on Kickstarter at this very moment that I would love for you to go back. Check Yes Romeo is a card-based party game in which players go against each other to try and create the most interesting character using some cards, interesting prompts, evocative artwork to create a fun and romantic character to woo the bow and wander off into the sunset for their romantic happy ending. It sounds like a ton of fun. Uh, I think you should check out the Kickstarter. Head to the link in the show notes. Back the game. Help make it a reality. It sounds like a great game and I think you'll really enjoy it. Speaking of Kickstarters you should check out, you should check out the Kickstarter for Sig City of Blades, a Forge in the dark game of planar cosmopolitan fantasy, partially because if the game makes $35,000, uh, they activate the stretch goal in which I get to make a four-episode actual play miniseries with B-Zelda, as well as my friends Alex Flanagan and Eric Tano saez uh, They're all great friends of mine and great friends of the show. I would really love for you to back this game and make this special actual play series a reality because I think it's going to be dope. Head to the show notes for a link to the Sig City of Blades Kickstarter as well. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with B, B. Thank you so much for coming on Party of One.
1: <laughs> hello, hello to present you and
0: hello to future you. I know, I'm so excited. We're both excited to have you. <laughs> all all variations of Jeff. Past me is excited in the scheduling process, present me in recording, future me in the intro outro. We're all excited to have you on the show.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, thank you for having me. I'm definitely hyped and um, looking forward to the absolute chaos that uh, two improv-heavy uh, players can come
0: up with. That's. I feel like that's a pretty accurate summation of what is about to unfold. But before we get to that, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about anything you've got going on that you might want them to know about?
1: Oh, heck. I mean, that often means that I have to look at my calendar because I don't really know what I have going on. Oh, uh let's uh, see. Well keep,
0: keep this fairly vague because I have no idea when this episode is coming out.
1: Okay, and that's a really good statement. Well then you can find me. Um I am a member of the Broadswords, which is an all-woman non-binary actual play RPG podcast. Um we did just release our new logo because we're going to be playing in the Cypress system soon. I stream on the Salty Sweet Game channel. Uh Salty Sweet Games, excuse me. Uh Burn Bright every Tuesdays. Uh, let's just go with that, because that's as far as I can remember that I do right now.
0: Burn Bright rules so hard. Oh my hard, god, is the it's thing. so cool. It rules so hard.
1: You can be um, uh, a slug that uh, utilizes and recycles dead bodies.
0: That's dope. Like, that, like, it's, everything about it is so dope. The lore, the setting, the mechanics, I am, I'm extremely here for Burn Bright. I just, I want that said officially on mic. I am extremely here for it. Like, as a game. <laughs> All right, but that's not the game that we're playing this week. We are playing something very, very special this week. We are playing It's Dangerous to Go Alone, Take This, which is an improv micro RPG uh, from Margaret Catter Development in which uh, you are going to be going on an adventure and saving the world with some adventuring gear. And what that gear is, we will get to it.
1: I'm not worried about the gear. You're worried about the gear. Hmm.
0: I'm not worried about the gear at all. I mean, I'm a little bit worried because I know some of the gear and I'm excited to see how you use it to save the world. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So um, there's no prep or anything that goes into it. Essentially, what's going to happen is this is a spur of the moment RPG where I'm going to run you through uh, a fantasy adventure. We kind of talked through the scenario that we're going to be embarking on. I'm going to give you some scenarios, I'm going to give you some adventuring gear, some which you will be handed by a helpful stranger, and others you will find in various treasure chests and and similar sort of things, and you will use them to save the world. Uh, Do you have any questions before we dive in?
1: I do not. I mean, can I wear white tights in a green
0: tunic? Yeah, cool. for hun- I mean, I I, frankly, I'm, I'm a little shocked that you're asking that and that you're not already wearing. OK, that. I mean, yeah. And my hat, it's a, it's a really nice hat and it's green. It's the little tight. Yeah, yep. it's a good it's a good hat. Mm-hmm. I want it noted. It's a good hat. All right. So an introduction. You are shaken awake on a beach by a stranger. You have no idea who you are or where you came from, but nevertheless, you, you can feel in your chest you have a great destiny before you, a calling, if you will. And you are just in luck, as the stranger will tell you that they are in need of a hero to save them from a great force created by the GM. While they can't be as much help with you, they can offer you an item. May it serve you well on your quest. So you awaken, uh, Earl. I'm going to say like it is sort of a an ever-present sort of dusk scenario, kind of always in that kind of dusky space, right? Like the red, red-orange light flickering into 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 nighttime mm-hmm. um the ocean it, this is particularly like a it's not like a sandy beach it's very kind of rocky and craggy and there are big outcroppings and it's very kind of everything is very stark is how i would describe it like the red sort of that red red dusk light washing over these sort of black and gray stony beach and you are shaken awake by like uh an older looking uh, an older looking man in like gray like matted gray robes is like shaking you awake with a sort of de- uh, like a desperation in his eyes
1: uh what what do you want it's too early to wake up
0: it, it is it is not too early to wake up it is almost nightfall which is why you need to be out of you need to be out of the open what I don't know who you are, I don't know where you came from, but if you are out after nightfall, you are in danger. So if you want to live, you will come with me. We said we were going trophy with it, and I'm not not yes, dropping that line. that was so good already.
1: <laughs> oh, this this bed is so uncomfortable. Uh,
0: well, that's because it's rocks. Oh. They tend to be uncomfortable.
1: Oh. Um, yeah, uh, sure. All fault. Follow- you look very trustworthy.
0: I, I, I guess I appreciate that, uh. My name is, my name is Coleridge. I, it is nice. I, I guess it is nice to meet you. I, I can't say that it has been the friendliest meeting so far, but it is nice to meet you.
1: Uh, yeah. Do you have like a blanket that I could have? Do you have anything that would kind of ease the fact that I'm just, I, I've woken up on a bed of rocks?
0: And I think he, he takes, um, he kind of like takes his robe a little bit and he's got kind of like a really like a niceish tunic underneath and he hands you the robe and kind of, like, ushers you away, and it starts to get towards nightfall, and you can see in the air, like, bats, and you hear, like, the howling of wolves, and this is clearly a a place that is plagued by, uh, that is clearly plagued by turmoil. This is clearly a place that danger comes out at night, and you feel that in the air, you, you, you have this sense of You feel the hairs on the back of your neck start to stand up as though someone is watching you, and you can't quite tell from where. Mm -hmm. As Coleridge is like head down, like ushering you through streets, and you come you come through this like very tiny, uh, like cobblestone road village, all like hatched roofs, and he welcomes you into a house and like closes the door. The windows are boarded up with plywood, and he's like now. And he holds up a finger, and it's very quiet. And he sits for what feels like an eternity. You know that eternity of we're sitting in silence, waiting, waiting to say something. Yep. All right, I think it's safe to speak.
1: What's What's going on? Wh- why Why did you bring me here?
0: Because this is my house.
1: I mean, uh, where Where are we? Like, where Where are we?
0: Oh, you have no idea. You, oh, oh no. I've got oh. like this
1: giant lump on my head.
0: Yep, yep. No, I see the lump. Mm-hmm. Uh I in retrospect feel it. that in retrospect that explains a lot. It, uh, it, it 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 explains why you were out after dark. Um well, the truth is you are in the land of Bloodburner's Gulch. That's bad, right? That sounds terrifying. Who who named this place? Well, it used to be it used to be called Thornblossom, Blossom, and it was a pretty reasonable name. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Baron Bloodburner rose to power and felt the need to change it. It's honestly, it's honestly not a great name because it's not really a gulch; it's more of a peninsula. But huh. that's where we are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could tell. But oh, okay, okay.
0: We are under the sway of well. It's going to sound ridiculous, but I guess it's not more ridiculous than waking up in a faraway place with no memory of who you are. We are under the sway of the vampire king.
1: That's that's a loaded statement.
0: I under I knew I knew you were going to say that, yeah. and that's why I, I I prefaced it with "It's going to be a lot." Okay, can I, I can I, I sit down? Oof. Um, yeah, I get Um, yeah, he can, He 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 goes and he like he's got one chair. Aww. And he offers it to you, and, like, he kind of leans on a table, but, like, the table's a little bit too high for him to actually be sitting on, so he's doing that, like, awkward sit lean. Yeah, yeah, he definitely looks uncomfortable. Yep, it's not great. And he's like, well, unfortunately, none of us, no no, being here has the strength of will and the courage to step up and take back what is take back our home from this this invading force this this vampire that has besieged us by nightfall you know we 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 spend too much of our time just trying to survive and staying out of his gaze at we are we are trapped we are trapped under his immensely powerful boot
1: you mean nobody can fight back nobody has tried to to resist this this we,
0: vampire we have tried. Some have tried and some have failed with simply, you know, he, he has the legion. He has legions of the undead. He has he has magical powers. It, what are what are ordinary people supposed to do? It would take a great a great and powerful hero to to achieve such a thing.
1: I think with that, I will stand from that very comfortable chair and I'll let that cloak fall from off my shoulders
0: And I think he, like, runs and scoops it out. He's like, this floor is dusty.
1: Um, I I can be, I can be that hero. I I can be the one who can stand up and and fight for those who can't fight for themselves. How do I know if I, if I'm not a part of, if I can resist that kind of power? What tests must I accomplish? How do I, how do I know?
0: Well, the first way that you'll know and he and and you hear you hear rustling outside of a window or outside of like the boarded up windows you hear the sounds of a struggle mm-hmm. and you you hear you hear a person visible or audibly in distress and he just goes well unfortunately i i think that your first test is going up against one of the vampire one of the vampire thralls and seeing if if you can overpower their their mind manipulation and their great supernatural strength
1: i'll go and I'm going to pack kind of like, like when you're looking for your keys or your phone or your wallet. Um, do you have any? I'm going to look around this very stark
0: and bare house. Uh, anything like a weapon? Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, let me see what I got. Um, and he takes out his bag and I'm taking out my bag. I'm so because nervous. Because the game uh, requires that I take out my actual backpack. Which is full of the actual things that I keep in my actual backpack and takes out the first thing that he finds um I have um I have a a metal flashlight
1: <laughs> I mean that's kind
0: of it's a it's about palm size oh, it's it's, small it's it's metal it's a it's a it's hefty for its size, but it is definitely just a palm size flashlight. Um, it, give me a second, because it's very, very bright. <laughs> Real bright is the thing. Okay. It, it, it packs a bunch. That's And that's, brilliant. And that's Coleridge saying that, that's not Jeff saying that, because Jeff didn't just flash a flashlight <laughs> in his eyes.
1: Um, that's, that's wonderful. I, I mean, I've never seen a magical item that possesses such brilliance. If I could clasp that in my hand... I think my punching ability would be absolutely brilliant.
0: He kind of, he goes, all right. I mean, it's pretty basic flashlight. It's a, it's a Duracell. It's fine. He kind of tosses it over to you and you feel it in your hand. It is, like I said, it is, it is fairly hefty. It's only about palm sized, but it, it, it has a definite weight to it. It's got the little, the little rubber clicky button on the bottom. It's got a big bright flashlight on top. I think it only has... It only has. It's got three settings. It's got bright, dim, and off. Mm-hmm. But it is your. It is your. It is your magical. Your magical staff of light. Excellent.
1: I mean, I couldn't so, have asked for anything better against the given opponent.
0: You. This is true. <laughs> um. You. So you. You sneak your way out, mm-hmm. and in front of you, there are two. Uh, full on vampires, right? Big bat, big bat wings flying around sort of in gargoyle mode, terrorizing like an old, an old man with a fruit cart. A fruit cart. And he's cart. just, he's like just trying to run and he's kind of cowering and they, and they're grabbing fruits and they're smashing them. And you, like, they're less so trying to, you know, attack this man and more so just terrorizing him because they seem to be bored.
1: Okay. I'm going to square my shoulders and kind of kick away a cabbage that's rolled to me. I mean, this cabbage cart is always getting in the way.
0: Hey! And the cabbage, the cabbage just explodes when you kick it, because cabbage tends to do that when you strike it. <laughs> it. just leaves everywhere. It's a little messy, but the local animals will thank me.
1: Hey, why don't you pick on somebody your own size? And my goal is to get their attention to look at me so I can blind them with this light.
0: I think, it's, I think that's exactly what happens. I think they both like flap down and start like cracking their knuckles and like slapping each other in the shoulders. Like, <laughs> you hear this one? Apparently they, they want to cause some trouble. And they're like slapping each other on the shoulder and getting ready. And then you said you're going to flash him in the eye. As soon
1: as they're within a decent range that this kind of illumination would hopefully just burn their eyeballs out. This is what I that, assume the magic does.
0: Oh, for sure. Mm. I mean, yeah, you've you've you 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 activate it, the beam of light comes out, one of them immediately clutches their retina is like, "Ah, oh, oh, bright eyes. God, oh, painful. Ah, oh, magic." And the other one um, so one of them is immediately incapacitated as you just you 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 hit the button light beams through into their eyes completely completely uh, like completely incapacitated you know little that little bit of that little bit of cartoon smoke is coming <laughs> up from their eye eye sockets mm-hmm. as the other one like takes off towards you in one in like a, just flying dead at you. What do you do?
1: I want to run at them fist first.
0: And I think, um, so you're just, uh, you're just going to clock them in the jaw with the, with the flashlight. Yep. I feel like, I feel like that works pretty, pretty well. I mean, um, it doesn't take, it doesn't take the second vampire out. Mm-hmm. It definitely grounds them though, because this thing is, is no joke. You pound them in, the, it kind of cracks their jaw. So they'll get up and they're just kind of like, Oh, fuck. You're gonna okay. you're
1: you're gonna go. You go back and tell your leader that I'm coming for them. I'm gonna kick their ass and get them out of this town.
0: Uh, 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 all right. I figured we were gonna do a. a, a all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, like your jaw's gonna—it will be permanently broken unless you take care of it sooner than later.
0: That's actually I, that's actually a really good point. I, you know what? I appreciate that for that, I'm gonna get my friend and we're and we'll see each other again, yeah, you're yeah. not we're not done mm-hmm. and like still clutching their jaw, they grab up the other vampire, and the two of them like sweep away <laughs> the fruit cart vendor climbs up, It's like traveler what is what is your name you you saved me
1: um, I don't actually remember my name. I- I'm working on that part though. Would you like a mango? I don't have much. You can have a mango. Um, I mean, I'm really more of a cabbage type. Can I can I do you have any more cabbages left?
0: Um, I have f- 3 cabbages, but they rolled on the ground, so you can have all 3 of them if you don't mind washing them off.
1: I could peel the outsides off.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. I'm going to eat the mango.
1: Okay, yeah, you do that.
0: It is, I mean, for the record, it was a delicious mango.
1: Ha, <laughs> I don't like mangoes.
0: That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> I learned I learned I like. I didn't think I liked mango for a long time and then I learned I didn't like mango flavored things and it was a real life-changing experience. Oh,
1: yeah. they're just a weird texture. I mean most fruit is a weird texture, but
0: that's fair. No, that's that's completely fair. <laughs> so, you are you 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 bring your cabbages back inside. Coleridge is clapping like, "My goodness, my friend, you no one has ever scared off two vampire thralls before."
1: Nobody? Uh,
0: uh, they generally, I mean, look at them and look at us. We didn't didn't think there was anything anything we could do. Apparently, you can just sock them in the jaw.
1: Yeah, I mean, traditional violence. It's uh, it's pretty easy to lean back on. It solves like one out of five problems.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna say it solves all the problems, but it definitely solves some. Yeah,
1: one out of seven, maybe.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I I I think you might have what it takes to. Will pose Baron bloodburner
1: Baron bloodburner, right. I hope that maybe through all of this it will bring back some of my memories, and I can find out why I came here
0: and i think I think as you come inside you 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 have a flash, you have a memory flash as you come inside of like. What you were doing on the water, where were you where were you sailing to What, what was your destination? What was you where, where were you where were you headed? Where was your journey taking you?
1: I was sailing to a new home. The last of what remains of my home was claimed by the ocean
0: mm. so you, you have dreams of like you have this moment where you see yourself like on this tiny little boat waves and waves and water spirits, like flashing behind you when finally, um, what you, you, in in, like you have a flash of what you think is a wave toppling your ship, but then you think about it for a moment and, and you know that your ship was flipped, but was it a wave or was it something else? You've started to doubt that Mm. you don't know for sure. Coleridge takes you inside, gives you a, a warm meal Makes a really nice stew with the cabbage. Honestly, like <laughs> he really, really does it up nice. Yeah. Um, and it's like, all right, we will, we will embark in the morning. I, I suspect, even though you were able to stand up to two of the vampires, I suspect traveling by day is still the better option.
1: Does Baron Bloodburner have a weakness? He must. That's why he has so much protection. That's why nope. he can have all of these thugs, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <sighs> None of us know for sure if anything that might be your first that might be your first uh challenge is to to find out what none of us have been able to travel by day and find some find some evidence of some weakness that that the baron holds. Obviously there must be something all great power comes with a great weakness and yet none of us would have been have been bold enough to find it.
1: Mm. Are there any Are there any residents who have been here before the time of Baron Bloodburner?
0: (sighs) There's Old Slick. Old Slick might be able to help you, but that's going to have to mean finding Old Slick.
1: When was the last time you saw him or even heard of him?
0: (sighs) He's around. We see him from time to time, but he he lives on his own terms. He is... He is a wanderer. He 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 lives in hiding, probably because of the baron. We'll find him in the morning. I, I, will, I will help as I can, but we'll find him in the morning.
1: Understood. Thank you, Coleridge. Thank
0: you. Morning comes. When we see the, the sun shines through the cracks around the, around the, uh, the sun, the sun shines in through the cracks on the boarded up windows. And Coleridge, like, wakes you up gives you one last bowl of stew for the road and is like we 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 only have so many daylight hours and and we need to cover a great deal of ground if we're going to to find Old Slick
1: I mean I'm ready <clears throat> excuse me I'm ready let's do this one let's do this as soon as possible
0: I I went looking to see if you could find see if I could find something that might help you and I, I I'm afraid we don't have much no one has much anymore but I do have I do have I do have this container of Tum smoothies. Oh. It's assorted fruit. Assorted fruit. Wow, like mango flavored as well? Um, you know, I don't actually know <laughs> the flavors that go into the assorted fruit. I think it's lemon, orange, strawberry and maybe banana. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what flavors they are and I'm actually not 100% sure that they're still good, but they're yours if you, if, if you think that you can help- if you think that you can find Old Slick with the power of these antacid tablets, they are yours. Uh,
1: I think so. I'm really gonna have to consider if there's- are there any enemies that exist in this area that are a little acidic?
0: Um, you know, there are. There are indeed. I'm over here googling acidic stuff. <laughs> You know, there are the, the, there, one of the ale houses in town does specialize in sour beer. (laughs) If anyone, if anyone might have, if anyone might have a a key to some, if anyone might have something acidic, if anybody might be indulging in acidic treats, it would be the people at the Sour Brewery.
1: Okay. I mean, I have a means to (laughs) perhaps coerce them. But how does that help me with Slick? I have to be able to find old Slick.
0: <sighs> well, he is a man of the people. If he is nothing if not a man of the people, I suspect if you. If he is not there himself, someone who knows him might be.
1: What's the name of this bar?
0: <sighs> the name of this bar is. <laughs>
1: This is my favorite
0: thing to do. <laughs> I like it's. You know what? I, I appreciate it. I respect it. <laughs> it's, um, it's Brett's top-notch hot. Uh, <laughs> this is a heavily edited podcast, but I'm not editing that out. It's Brett's top-notch hop hut. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to remember that? It, it, I mean, it rolls off the tongue. It's Brett's top-notch hop hut. It rolls right off the tongue. <laughs>
1: Brett's top-notch top
0: hut, hut? top top hop hut, because they're hops, because it's beer. Oh, (sighs) they don't look impressed. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I don't know what I'm ready.
1: Brett's okay. Brett's.
0: Let's. That's where I'm gonna head. And I think you. I think you can find the trail to Brett's pretty easily because it's connected to several like lemon groves and orange groves. Yes. So you find your way pretty easily. It, it is a a fairly upscale looking establishment. Like it is it is a more of a winery than a brewery proper. A lot of people sitting around sipping on these expensive craft beers and everybody everybody has this look of like we're enjoying ourselves for now but we're keeping a close eye over our shoulder. Mm.
1: I think I feel a little bit out of place here. Then it really kind of highlights my uh, uh, scruffy brown boots and like my my tights, which were a wonderful white. Now they have like some holes in them, you know, cuts and whatnot. And like my green tunic with the nice brown belt uh, around yeah. the waist is just looking a little shabby.
0: And I think I think people definitely take notice. People have definitely there. You're definitely getting looks. Um, at one point, I think like. Someone kind of like openly scoffs and takes a takes a swig of beer. (laughs) So you here here you are. You are among the people. You are you are you are in where everyone seems to be hanging out. Like in your journey up this way, you didn't see a lot of people in any other spots. How are you going to use your flashlight and your Tums to to glean out the identity of this mysterious person who might know the secrets to who might know the secret to how to defeat uh, Baron Bloodburner.
1: Gotta take a deep breath. All right, you can do this. This is just, it's regular people. It can't be any scarier than the waves, which literally almost killed you. All you have to do is show how tough you are. And I'm gonna go ahead and dig into my pocket and pull out um, one of those tums. And then while striding down the center of this establishment with my shoulders back, my head raised high, I'm going to kind of like flick the tums as people do with coins and catch it. And I'll do that a few times to see if there's anybody that looks a a little bit more interested in not just me, but perhaps the items that I carry. And when I finally reach the counter... I'll catch the tums one last time and then slam it down on the counter, turning it into a fine powder, and make eye contact with the first bar person that wishes to speak with me.
0: Uh, I think as you do this, um, you get pretty impressive with the with the flipping of the tums. One of them does crumble in your hand because it's it's tums. Yeah. It's gonna do that, mm-hmm. but like you pull off some tricks. You sit down and. From the long end of the bar, someone slides you over a beer, and 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 you you hear a very gravelly voice say, "Trade you a beer for an acid? These sours burn right through you."
1: Trade you a beer for an acid? How about two acids for a beer and some information?
0: Old old man walks up, little bit of a limp, kind of like saddles up next to you, goes. I'll take what's left in the bottle. Tell me what I'll give you. I'll tell you whatever, uh, whatever you need to know.
1: Take the bottle out of my tunic. Give it a shake. H- how many give or take are left in, in your,
0: <laughs> in your Tums container? That's a great, qu- yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> um, it might be, looks like, looks like four. There are four left.
1: Okay. Uh, so narratively three, because I smushed one.
0: Yes. <laughs> narratively 3
1: <laughs> give the bottle a shake. All right, deal. And I'll
0: slide it over to him. What are you looking for, stranger?
1: What do you know about, uh, Old Slick?
0: Old Slick? (laughs) Uh, I know he ain't worth whatever you're looking for. I know that he is, uh, nothing but trouble. Hmm. And I know that if you had, if you had half a brain, you would, uh, turn around and never say the name again. (laughs) I mean, that's hardly going to save the world now, is it? You have a oh, problem in and- world saving type.
1: Oh, of course, you have a problem and I am your solution. Ah,
0: uh, that's that's what I was afraid of. That is what I was afraid of.
1: going sip my <sighs> really gross beer. I don't think I like I don't like it at
0: all. Uh, he um he kind of he sees he, he sees you wince as you drink it and he's like, "Yeah, well, uh it's what we brew around here, so I would get used to it if you're going to be here for any amount of time. <laughs> or if you wanted to speed things along, you could get right to taking down Baron Bloodburner or whatever other quest you want to do. Once you meet old Slick.
1: How did you know that was my goal?
0: Oh, push this <laughs> horrible drink away. Cuz uh they don't call me Old Slick for nothing.
1: <laughs> wow, um it's an honor
0: ah uh, skip skip the pleasantries well we've got work to do if you're gonna be the if you're gonna be the hero if you've if you've got the brains to seek me out you've got work to do yet
1: um yeah please anything um i mean i'll, I'll do anything except drink more of that beer
0: that's fine i and he takes it and he knocks it right back immediately <laughs> like you know knocks back the whole thing sits for a minute. Immediately pops two of the Tums because he's like, seriously, it's really acidic. It is. I mean, it, I, I love it. Like, I genuinely adore it. But it is, it, it burns a hole in your stomach. Yeah, does anybody have any stomach lining here? Uh, you know, not really. okay less than you'd expect. We, we grow a lot of lemons, we grow a lot of mangoes, we grow a lot of oranges, a lot of citruses, a lot of citrus happening around
1: here. Yeah, yeah I mean, no scurvy so that's that's really a bonus.
0: Honestly, that's really the best part about living around here is is the lack of scurvy mm-hmm. which is not saying a lot because that's a very low bar and he takes he goes and and together like he, he kind of breaks down. And he's like, he's like, so what are you, what are you looking for? What, what, what brings you, what brings you to old Slick's doorstep?
1: I need to know Baron Bloodburner's weakness. A, A vampire of that caliber, somebody with that much power has to have a weakness. And I'm going to exploit it if I have to destroy him.
0: You want to know the weakness? You want me to just drop the information about the most powerful being That our little village has ever seen. I mean, I did give you, like, three antacids. That's a fair point. I did tell you I'd tell you what you need to know. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. The truth is, there is, he has one weakness. If you try to fight him head on, it's not going to work. Okay. He has one weakness. And it is CBD oil terribly allergic to the stuff you get it into a drink you get it into his eye he's gone he gone into his eye oh no i don't know i don't know how you want it. i don't know how you you get you got to get it into his body okay. how you do that is you but and he 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 looks around he's like now listen here you go this is pre. this is this is the good stuff this is this is great this is this is the stuff that i personally personally swear by it
1: okay thank you Th- thank you
0: Hold on to that. You're going to need it.
1: I mean, if this is what he's allergic to, then this is what's going to take him down.
0: It's, you know what? I'm certain that you were probably thinking you were like, oh, the barons probably got some horrible infectious disease or you stab him through his heart. (laughs) We tried. We tried the stabbing route. We tried the, we tried the, the rituals. Yeah. We did a lot of research. Turns out it's, turns out it's really pretty basic allergy. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's really good.
1: Huh. Like, will it just be like a, a, a like anaphylactic shock?
0: From what we hear, it's just going to, his windpipe is going to seal up yeah. and he's out and he's done and he's gone. Oh,
1: excellent. Okay, good. Thank you.
0: It's not exactly a big, apparently. I mean, it might be. We don't know. We haven't tried it. But I have to imagine it kind of just, you get coughs and falls over and then you're done.
1: Mm-hmm. OK, I can do this. That's that's brilliant. This is absolutely within my 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 skill set. You know, right. I, I'm not a sword and shield type. I think poisoning somebody with CBD oil, CBD oil. That's definitely my wheelhouse.
0: So you've learned something about yourself today. Um, talk to me. Talk to me about another time that you have used trickery and guile to accomplish something. A memory flashes back into your head.
1: I come from a land that it was rather tenuous, this small island, and in order to secure its safety, a lot of trickery, as you say, had to be employed. There would be a lot of visitors to this island that wished to take it and to claim it for their own, and I and some other residents of this island would throw parties would welcome these would-be colonizers and bring them food and drink and then push away their bodies back into the ocean at the end of the night.
0: That's fantastic. I, I adore that so much. <laughs> he says, alright, well, you've got your mission. The way I see it, it's got three parts. Get in, find the baron, Hopefully avoid any encounters with the undead. And poison. Sounds like it's up your alley.
1: Any parties that are happening, do we think? Like, any dinner parties? Any just, like, good old-fashioned vampire parties?
0: Um, honestly? Yeah. You know, you I mean, they are, they're vampires? Like, it, like, we you know, we've all read the vampire books and all of the, you know, the the, the bacchanalias and the galas and all of the, the robe and suit parties. They all, you know, you, you think it's an, you think it's an exaggeration or a, a playing on the theme of a vampire is a corruptoristic Turns out they just fucking love parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out vampires are just all about the parties. Turns out all of them, turns out stories are true. That's
1: wonderful. I think I can do this then. I think we can make this, and I'm gonna like uh, unprompted, almost like reach out and grab old, old Slick's hand. I'm gonna save everybody.
0: Godspeed, kid. I never thought I'd say this, but I believe in you. So we cut to the outside of Bloodburner Manor, Castlevania ass castle, yeah. right? The most vampire castle that has ever vampire castle. <laughs> um. Vampires are flying in. Um, You are seeing, you know, ghosts sort of materialize out of smoke. It is... It is... Everything is pomp and circumstance and pretentious and out of this world. You have have snuck your way in here. All of this is happening after dark. So Mm -hmm. the minions, there are skeletons and there are ghouls and there are threats beyond this world stalking everything. You have made it up here. You have only you have only what you've been given you you've got you've got your flashlight and you've got the cbd oil you sneak around you don't see anything you see no there are no no weapons there are no natural camouflages no disguises that you can grab you catch your eyes on one thing and that one thing is a about a half about a half full legal pad and a green pen. <laughs> the, the legal pad has not been written in green, the green pen has n- has not been all been used on this particular legal <laughs> pad. But that is what you have. Okay. Let me ask you a question. How do you get inside with just this legal pad and pen and your flashlight?
1: This isn't just any pen. I mean, it's got to be recognized within this village that green font is the font of vampires. Oh, for sure. Uh, anything written in green text signifies their seal and their permission. Ooh, so I love that. That's with really good. this legal, uh, I don't even quite understand what that, like, is it a notepad?
0: Yeah, it's like a note, it's one of the notepads that's all bound at the top, so you rip the pages. Oh, well,
1: that's really nice. Um, I'm going to write myself a,
0: oof, what would be the proper term for it, like, a letter of admittance yeah i would i would take a letter of admittance i think i think that you are able to you know you write it and i think that you find yourself in front of like a bouncer <laughs> who is uh like a big giant stone like a big giant stone soldier right one of these big shield guardian looking looking beings mm-hmm. and it like towers over you and it stares down and you kind of hand it this letter of admittance And its eyes, this, like, sickly green, right, like, beams out of its eyes, and it blasts down, and it, and you see the green text, it lights up green in response, and it, the letters sort of float in the air, and it stares at you for a long time, because, like, I don't imagine you've changed clothes, you still look out of place.
1: So out of place. I'm, like, trying to brush off my tunic, like, there's dirt everywhere, I'm, like, wringing my hands nervously this is fine. Everything's fine. This is going to work. Oh, well, this isn't scary at all.
0: And I think, um, after, after like an eternity, it hands you it back and it hand the, and like the, like the, the automaton like stands back and it waves out a hand and the doors open. And like two sort of, um, two sort of half smoke, sort of uh, homunculi like ooze out and one of them like hands you a little like burner cape of like well there's a dress code you should be wearing <laughs> a cape and the other one hands you uh the other one hands you a goodie bag like of a small like hand-sized like paper bag <laughs> of goodies and i'm gonna tell you what's in that yes, goodie bag please. in a minute um hands you a goodie bag and is like Here's your here's your your bag. Thank you for coming. Like, here's your here's your 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 guest prizes. Like, we appreciate you being here. Here's the cape. Please obey the dress code. Drinks and hors d'oeuvres are in the grand ballroom. And honestly, you're treated pretty well. You have gotten into the into the castle. You have made You have made your way in.
1: Oof, I think there's definitely like a moment of absolute, like, pure fear and hesitation where I'm standing in the lobby just like scanning my surroundings. And like, the atmosphere has to feel different here than it's felt anywhere I've ever been to. Not oh, just. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah, you know, like the sights, the sounds, you know, there's so many strange sounds here that I've never encountered in real life, like the smells. It's probably so beyond what would be. Be normal to my understanding um but this cape is very cozy and i'm gonna snuggle into it a little bit while holding on to my goodie bag and
0: maybe see what's inside there are three things in the goodie bag there is a t-shirt <laughs> that says rich loves me <laughs> presumably parent richard bloodburner presumably uh-huh. uh-huh um there is a uh A commemorative pack of gum. And it says it's got the blood burner crest on the back. Uh, It is is winter mint. And last but certainly not least, uh, there is a bottle of deodorant. So you've got to stick a deodorant if you need it. Um, It smells like blood, which is not a good deodorant, Ah, but so be it. And an assortment an assortment of of business cards from various supernatural monsters you know like dr frankenstein like various other wizards and necromancers you know a lot of promotional things like you put your business card in there you were a sponsor of the event so you've got some (laughs) business cards
1: excellent um I will uh, absolutely scowl at that deodorant. Um, it's not good. No, it's not good. No. I almost think wearing no deodorant is a better solution, but you got to really consider that one.
0: Yeah. Oof. So you, you make your way through the hallway. You've mm-hmm. got your goodie bag. You've got your notebook and pen. You've got your flashlight. And you come across the grand ballroom, but you were expecting a grand ball. Mm-hmm. But what you have found is something far, far worse. It seems that this is a meeting of the great supernatural powers. There's a gigantic, like, round table. You have walked headfirst into a political summit. Oh, no. You see the craft. You see the the buffet table. You see people serving it. You see, you know, homunculi and and, and, and spirits and all kinds of supernatural things and thralls. You see the two thralls from earlier. One of them has their their jaw wired shut. <laughs> the other one is wearing the other one has got an eye patch. Um, and they just look sour. like they are they are scowling. Uh, you've gotta, you've got to lay low or else they're gonna spot you and if they spot you, it's gonna be a whole ordeal. And then you see Baron Bloodborough comes out of a doorway at the top of the stairs. Throws his arms out and is like, my, my fellow care, my fellow supernatural allies tonight is a great night. And he gives a whole spiel and they, they start like talking through plans and they start, they, you know, they begin, they begin their political deliberations. What do you do?
1: Oh gosh. I think the first plan that I would immediately considered. Um so I have to lay low. I can't let those two thralls notice me. Um so I'm going to be I don't know like are there enough guests meandering that I have the that I can hide by doing that?
0: I'm going to say at this point no. Okay. At this point everyone is kind of seating like I think I think for there's a bit of it, right? Like I think I think that the position you find yourself in, the position where you have to do something bold and heroic is you're able to get part of the way there by just, like, milling around, but as soon as as soon as the Baron comes out, everyone starts to sit. Okay. Because, like, the deliberations are going to begin. So, you've got to, so, like, you quickly are finding that the people that you're milling around are, are thinning out.
1: Is there an empty chair near-ish to the Baron? Um... And there, if there it, isn't, what kind of ghouls are nearby that can be co-opted?
0: Um, there is. So there there, there are a few chairs that haven't been claimed yet. It looks like it's open seating, but you'll have to move quickly.
1: Okay, then, yeah. I mean, oof, I think I'm going to drop that deodorant that I have, kind of cracking it open a little bit to create a, uh, a bit of a stink bum behind me to mitigate uh, any potential <laughs> folks following
0: me. Not, it's, it doesn't smell great. It the happens, you know. Why would they give that in a smell gift great. bag? I don't know. I don't, they must have thought it was a good idea, but mm, it's a powerful, that? powerful smell that vampire's deodorant, not my deodorant, vampire deodorant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you drop it and immediately actually what happens is you are, you are able to evade those two vampire thralls because they smell the blood and like both like perk up a little bit and are like, Mm-hmm. 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 and like like sniffing around the area and you're kind of able to like quickly dash off mm-hmm. um you sit down and like a very eager a very eager uh a very eager necromancer like like and next to you is like you having a great time? I haven't seen you around here before. I'm I'm a I am I am Lord Skull Slug, uh, the the bear, the conjurer of skull slugs. It's a, it's the a namesake. I named it after myself, but it also is literally a slug that has a skull for a head, so it's pretty apt. Um, what is what is your name, stranger?
1: Oh, um, hello! Wow, so
0: so great to meet you. I have heard
1: fantastic things about oh, you and your please, um please
0: please please i am just i'm not a hero i'm just a guy that loves creating skulls with that are that have slugs bodies
1: oh wow 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 um my name is um uh uh royal uh bloodgum um you know it's something i'm trying to patent it's not quite summoning slugs because again very cool but uh and I'm going to kind of ruffle around inside of my tunic, pulling out that um, Wintermint uh, branded pack of gum. And I'll even wink when I flip it over to the back, revealing uh, the Baron. You know, nothing like utilizing the stuff that we already have. But let me tell you, I i am a business person. I'm working on some really great things. And uh, if you want to try some of this blood gum, I think you would oh. be out of this world.
0: I have been waiting. I I was hoping that you I was I was hoping you were going to say that because I got to tell you. I feel like I feel like consumable consumable magic is really like the next great thing. Like I feel like it's just a, it's a scene that's just about to explode and like I'm really I'm so hyped that you're there like you're making stuff happen. I would love I would love to try some gum.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, give me, give me just like and I'm gonna just like turn around in my chair for a second. Yep. Um I so I'm trying to hype up this gum as something that folks would want to try. And I'm just gonna put a couple drops of that CBD oil.
0: Oh, in it. that's very clever. Um, I think there's definitely a buzz, right? Like uh Skullslug is nothing if not a hype man and is clearly <laughs> yeah. like tries it and is like, oh, there's like a There's, like, a bitterness to it. uh, I don't know where it comes from, but, like— It's going to mellow you right out. I'm feeling it. I'm Mm. I'm definitely—I'm feeling like I'm in the zone to, like, you know, broach that which should not be known by mortal souls. I feel like I'm really getting into—everybody—and, like, everybody kind of starts to gather around, and the Baron, still seated, clearly kind of going over his notes, is like— yeah right 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 a new dark dawn is bah, 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 bah. call out skull slug happy to have you there bah, bah, bah. and he looks up and clearly like there is a buzz happening around happening around this uh like this gum that you are handing out
1: Wintermint blood gum
0: I do all right and he kind of like he, he looks he looks around and he sends one of his assistants. And they come and they snatch the whole box from you in that way that, like, you know, <laughs> self-important assholes, they, they take the whole box. And he goes and he, like, unwraps it and he's like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And he pops it in his mouth. And immediately, like, you see his eyes start to go wide. And you see him start to, like, tense up. And then he explodes in a ball of fire. <laughs> like, colossal ball of fire explosion. Turns out no one has tried this before. Um, he is flailing. <laughs> wow. um, he is like a sp- like his body is consumed in flame and he is mm-hmm. like a spectral skeleton surrounded by green fire as wow. he is flailing and he is like, no, no. Um, so you've done it. However, <laughs> Oof. you are now in the center of this grand ballroom. You are now surrounded by... By the forces of by the forces of, of malicious Arcanum. How are you uh, gonna get out of here?
1: So you does can- anybody want to join my business?
0: Skull Slug is all about it. Skull Slug is like looking at that and was like, you know what? That was evil. That was some evil magic. I don't know what happened there, but that was. I'm I'm on board. Doesn't not seem like anyone else is on board. It, in fact, it, I'm seeing several people are pulling out knives and conjuring fire.
1: Oh, okay. Um well Skull Slug if you could um just give me a really good speech I um and I'm just gonna pull out my flashlight really quickly yep. and set it to high. Uh oh gosh, I wanna like this isn't a bomb, it's just a flashlight. But I want to blind the, the audience because if we're at this round table and they're all kind of looking at me and I was towards the head with Lord, well, what the remains of uh, Baron Bloodburner, then I'm hoping that I can temporarily blind them, especially if they were looking towards
0: uh, our slug friend. Um, so Skull Slug does stand up and starts to read, has, like, has a speech prepared what? And clearly, like, it clearly starts to sub out some some language around, like, your blood gum. <laughs> clearly just, like, clearly just had a speech. Um, this has nothing to do with the fact that I pulled out, like, uh, a letter of recommendation or a letter of, like, recognition that I got for a thing. <laughs> and it just starts reading off this, like, kind of canned thing about, like, you know, they talk about disruption and we talk about. We talk about innovation and we talk about disruption and, like, starts segueing into the blood gum and talking about everything. And it's the perfect segue for everybody to, like, look in your direction. The light goes straight in their eyes. I think, like, the vampire's like, don't you? And then, like, everybody is is flailing. The table (laughs) gets knocked over. Oh, yeah. um, And you are able to... Just dash your way out like uh, the two vampires are chasing behind you, but they are getting knocked over because people are 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 colliding with them. It is a huge giant scene. Everything is chaos. Uh, the the castle itself is starting to burn. You dash your way back towards. Thorn Blossom. Now it is Thorn Blossom again. Yeah, thorn Blossom. And you, you make your way to Coleridge's to Coleridge's house the only how friendly place that you know of and waiting there in much different gear right with and 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 with um you you arrive and the place looks vastly different okay there are stakes on the wall there are swords and shields on the wall there are there is like um You know, on the table, there is just an assortment of like tiny bladed weapons. There are scrolls. There are books, everything. And standing there is Coleridge, two big swords like strapped to his back. Old Slick is there like spinning in a chair, flipping a (laughs) knife between his fingers. The fruit cart vendor is there preparing food that he turns out he was just a food cart vendor. He's still part of this conspiracy, but he's a food cart vendor <laughs> because it takes all kinds. Right? Um, and like, they just stand up and they're like, well, you passed the test.
1: The, the, the test. I, I just ran down an entire castle. I killed the Baron and you just called that a test.
0: Well, I mean, no, I mean, it, it you did those things, and you, you saved Thornblossom, you saved Bloodburner's Gulch, but the truth is, you also saved yourself, and you get a flash of a memory, and you realize that it wasn't, it wasn't a wave. You saw a batwing, just as you were about to be flipped into the water. You realize that Bloodburner must have, must have hijacked your ship, must have crashed it into the waves to, to plunder it. Mm. And Coleridge steps up and is like, "The truth is, there are a lot of barren blood burners in the world, and myself and my friend Old Slick and our friend—I'm sorry, did we get your name? Uh, it's uh, Reggie. It's Reggie. Our new friend Reggie are part of an organization that is freeing the world from these oppressive, colonizing supernatural nightmare creatures." There are people that will not stand up to this, and there are people that will. And today, that you—today, you proved that you are willing to stand up and and do what is right. So,
1: what what is the name of your town again?
0: Uh, it's Thorn. Well, uh, it's Thorn Blossom now. It was Bloodburner's Thorn Gulch, but you Blossom. You saved. Okay,
1: it. then I, as Thorn Blossom, my new name, I would be honored to join your coalition against vampires like that. I want to do what I can to make the world a better place for everybody.
0: You know, I'd hoped you'd say that, and I think this is going to be the start of a beautiful friendship. And with that, Old Slick brings out several giant bottles of sour beer and tries to ignore the slight wince in your face. (laughs) And with that, like you have saved the kingdom, you have saved the world. And with that, and you I have-
1: only have a t-shirt left. You have a
0: t-shirt left? You have a commemorative t-shirt to remember the time that you saved the world?
1: <laughs> in my notepad and
0: very official pen. Now, sadly, there is one item we did not get to use that I knew was in my backpack, and that is this glow-in-the-dark plastic skeleton that I was not able to find.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> <been> so good.
0: <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs> and that is game.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh, I love this. This was so improv heavy, but it was so perfect because there was no wrong answer.
0: It's everything that's exactly what I what I want. That's exactly what I love about like reading this game. I was like, this just it is the perfect we're sitting around. it, it, it is a perfect convention game, I feel like, because yes. you're sitting around, you've got a backpack. I feel like at a convention it's gonna be extra fun because your backpack is full of like just weirdness. <laughs> And it's lots of business cards from uh, potential enemies and future allies. (laughs) Correct. I feel like it's it's the perfect like we're sitting around. We got an hour. Let's just let's tell a fun story. Let's throw in some fun twists. It was delightful. (laughs) Thank you so much for playing it with me. This was amazing.
1: Ah, no, thank you. Your storytelling was fantastic. I love hated all of the names. Good. Okay, what was the name of the
0: bar? Brett's Uh, what? It was Brett's Top Notch Hop Hut. Brett, <laughs> Brett. Fun fact is one of the uh, is a, is one of the things that is used to make some sour beers. So, if, oh my gosh. if you had talked to the bartender, you would have learned that his name was not Brett. That that's a play on the beer itself, because that's <laughs> oh, that's, that's the so kind good. of trash that I am.
1: <laughs> oh, I live for it. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show and playing with me. This was incredible. Ah, thank you. So real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online?
1: Ah uh, yes I exist on the interwebs I can be found on Twitter as at b Zelda. and if you add an extra underscore you can find me on Instagram where I mostly post pictures of my dog
0: excellent I mean that's what else what what else should we be using Instagram for if not cute pet photos
1: that that's literally it if you're doing anything else with Instagram what are you even doing right
0: you're doing it wrong <laughs> uh, well thank you so much for doing the show this was amazing and for now i'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show take a future me thanks past me and thanks again to b for coming on the show that game was uh, an absolute delight i am still smiling from ear to ear just thinking about how much fun we had with that recording Gosh, that was good. Um, Head to the show notes for more information about uh, all of B's work, about the Broadswords, about all their streaming work. Uh, You can also find more information about It's Dangerous to Go Alone Take This, as well as uh, Margaret Catter Game's other Kickstarter for Check Yes Romeo, which you can find links to in the show notes. Also, be sure to follow B on Twitter at B underscore Zelda. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of one Podcast. Head to our Discord at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. And head to our merch store at bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. You can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash Jeff or at St- uh, ko fi.com slash Jeff or you can support the other podcast that I produce, All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network. Uh, every week, my best friend Eric tana and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, you can reach me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And I'm pretty sure that's it. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And remember, as always... Party on everybody.